So, hello and welcome to another Coach Yourself episode. Today we have such an amazing, incredible, great guest. It's Sachin and he is like an awesome, awesome and as you can see, handsome person. And he will introduce himself a bit. So maybe you just tell us and our amazing listeners, audience, a little bit about you. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Hannah. I appreciate it. And uh, anyone who's listening, I'm not just a pretty face. Okay, let's let's start with that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, there's this word going around, uh, coach. And in, it's funny in the UK where I live, uh, the word coach can also mean a large vehicle that takes people around places, like a bus. And uh, I just find that quite funny. So I'm not a large vehicle, even though I'm in a vehicle in the body. Anyway, that's a bad joke. Um, yeah, I'm, I have conversations with people and then miracles happen. That's how I describe what I do. Um, I've been coaching since 2017 and it's been a pretty crazy journey, man. Like, I don't know what else to say. Um, I'm, but I, you know, lately, the more I, the more I learn more about myself, the more I realize I don't actually know anything. And it's been quite fun to treat myself like a baby. So I come before you as a baby and as a coach. That's <laughs> awesome. And like, let's talk a little bit about one thing which I love about you. Um, you are, and as the most of the people who are listeners right now, watch us even. Um, so if you just listen, you have to go to ITTV or YouTube to see this handsome guy, right? <laughs> what I really um, want to ask you, like, um, what what is so cool about you or what I find so cool about you, you are really different to like, a lot of coaches because you are so much the same person when you coach or when you sit down having uh, lunch with your parents or talking with your friend is that right and why is that yeah it's funny that you say that I said it to one of my clients recently she said um, she asked me something about being professional and um, I, I said to her do you think there's a difference between the way I talk to you and the way I talk to my friends And she sat there and she was like, um, no, I don't think so. And I said, well, this is just because I get paid to be myself for a living. The, the, that was the, the main thing I always wanted is to do something I love and I love being myself. And also when I am being myself, I'm bringing my highest levels of service to the planet. Mm. And this is something that's so important to me because for 23 years of my, I'm 28 now, For 23 years of my life, I was just taking from the planet, like, oh, I give me attention, give me validation, give me drugs, give me love, give, 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 give me stuff. And, and I was never really giving anything back. And after I did a lot of work on myself, I just wanted to be that. And, you know, I, I trained with a coaching school, but it felt very restrictive. You know, you can do this. You can't do that. You should say this. You shouldn't say that. And I just, I don't like, like I say, I don't get down like that. That's not me. I, I need to, I really just have five things that really matter to me in life. They're the five Fs, okay? I know them, but <laughs> here we go. <laughs> the five Fs, fun, freedom, food, family, and another one beginning with F, I'll leave it up to you to imagine what that is. And that, that's it. Like if I can bring those five Fs into every day of my life, I'm happy. And it's not happiness in the sense of like, I'm always in a good mood. I'm not, I have, I'm just like everyone else. I'm like a baby. I go, go through the emotions like everyone. 
But I think the reason I'm so different to a lot of other coaches is just because I don't want to work with everyone. And the people that I think I would like to work with, I want them to work with the real me, not the professional me on the side over here, who I imagine I should be. Because I did that for a long time. You know, I was just telling you before we started recording, I want to grow my hair again. And when my hair was long last time, people would treat me like a guru, like some kind of religious figure. And I'm not like that. Like, I'm a dirty person. Like, you know, I, I like meat. I, I smoke weed sometimes. I like sex, just like everyone does. Like, don't, I didn't like being put in that category. So yeah, just, just being the real, raw, un, unfiltered version of me. That's who I want people to see. So that if you're going to be my friend, my lover, my client, anyone around me, you get the real me and not what I want you to see or what I think you should see. So uh, I'm, I'm really interested in or also excited and curious about, uh, was there any situation where you, uh, like, because I know that it wasn't always, and you just told us, it wasn't always like that you got trained and then you had to figure out by your own, uh, I actually want to be a coach, but I don't want to do it in the way that um, a lot of people and you know, coach, trainer, and people who just train coaching in different areas uh, tell you to be and how to be and how to do stuff in coaching. So um, on the way to allow yourself be more you and thereby serve more, um, was there any situation with maybe all clients or clients in general who felt like, wow, you are different or there's something going on what just tell us about it you already have a smile on your face so <laughs> i'm curious yeah so it's really funny when uh when i started coaching i was like 24 years old and i felt really insecure about being a young coach so i set this number in my head i said okay if i can coach 100 people for free then i've earned the right to to charge money for this And in that time where I coached 100 people, I was trying to be the coach, right? I was trying to be professional and all that stuff. And yeah, it was okay. But the impact was like tiny. There was like very little impact in my coaching. It was okay. It wasn't terrible. But compared to now, it was basically nothing. Um, and then the next year, I started playing around with it a bit more. And I really started finding my own style. You know, after coaching those 100 people, I really found my own style And I just started doing more of that. And over the next year, so 2018 to 2019, I kept coaching. I was getting better in business and something happened. Like one of my clients said to me, I really need you to help me with this. And this was like a mental health issue. It was like similar. You could call it depression. Right. And she said, I know you have been, you've talked very openly about your mental health problem from before. So can you help me with mine? And I said, yeah, but this is not psychology. This is not a psychotherapy. This is not therapy. If you're going to do this with me, I'm going to like, this is not going to be like anything else. I'm going to challenge you so much that it will scare you. And she said, I'm ready. Let's do it. And that session made me realize why I became a coach and why I didn't want to do it everyone else's way. Amazing. And I just, yeah, I just turned the heat up from like number one to 15 million in one yes. session. Yeah. And that's when it really caught fire for me. And I found this style like, yes, I'm very like, I can be very high flame, shall we say, but I can also be very gentle and mixing the two together. It's like 
a hammer and a screwdriver. They're two very different tools. So I like to use both. And my style has changed so much since last year. One of my clients in 2019, he started working with me. At the end of last year, we finished. And I, he said, Sachin, can I just say something? I said, yeah, what's up? He said, dude, when you started coaching me, it felt like you were punching me in the face every time you coached me. Now, when you coach me, it feels like you've got your arm around me and you're saying, okay, let's go this way together. And yeah, I, I still have both of those inside me, but it's like, I like variety. I'm not, one, one of my previous partners said to me, Sachin, you're unstable, but not in a bad way. It's just chaos. You, one day you might meet me and I'm very calm, I'm very centered. The next day you might meet me and I'm completely on fire and I've just got so much that I need to say and do. So I like to roll like that. I'm unpredictable like a tornado. I, I totally get you. I call it actually, I'm all over the place. Like when I get excited, I have, you know, a lot to do, a lot to say, a lot to, you know, and I just do it. So, um, but what, something uh, you just mentioned, um, I guess is so uh, interesting for like the most of uh, people who are listening right now, watching this video, they have anything to do with coaching. Either they want to become a coach or they are a coach. And we just spoke about high flame coaching. It's funny that you mentioned because I just talked about, um, I, I did a, like, you know, I love this in between coaching by messaging people and sending voices. And I just had this with an amazing woman and it was really like, I would say middle to high flame coaching, but she was like, what high flame, you know, what, what's the term? So, and I think we actually could, maybe um, tell all the people out there what it means for us so they can maybe play around with their own meaning of it and play around with this, what do you think? Mm, that's a great example. I actually had a moment of this today. Um, so <laughs> so I, there's two parts of what I do, right? Um, I teach people how, about how the mind works and slowing down and it's all about like helping you perform better, stop overthinking. And that's more of like the traditional life coaching kind of stuff. Um, and then there's another part of what I do. I help coaches grow their businesses. And part of that is, you know, using social media. And one of my clients said, yeah, I, I'm going to start my podcast, but I, you know, I just, I don't know what to talk about first. And she was about to carry on talking. And I just said, lies. And she was like, whoa, what? And I said, why are you lying to me? Do I look like I have stupid written on my face? And she was like, um... No. And she was getting a bit worried. I said, look, you know, everything I say comes from a place of love, but do I look stupid to you? No. Okay. Was I born yesterday? No. Maybe the beard was a good giveaway. I'm not a baby, even though I said I was like, I just, I turned the heat up because if it's a gentle approach, sometimes the gentle is not received in, in a certain way. So it just like, that's a one example of just saying like, why are you lying to me? You're only lying to yourself. You might be able to deceive me one, once in a while it happens. But really, you if I didn't call you a liar right now, it wouldn't stick in your head. And that's something that I love is like saying something so abstract or random or something in such a, a, a confrontational way sometimes, it really sticks with you. Like here's a good example. One of my coaches, he never raised his voice but he raised his confrontation in the coaching session. Yeah. And this was before I started helping coaches. He asked me also, how are your conversations going? I said, yeah, I made like uh, 35 proposals this month. And he was like, 35, what? And I said, yeah. And he said, Sachin, 
you do know that people could use your help, like other coaches. And I said, ah, I'm not interested. And this was his version of high flame. He said, do they need your help? And I said, yeah, probably. I, I think there's a lot of people who could have my help. He said, okay, can you help them? I said, um, yeah, probably. He said, so what the hell is your problem? That's, a very, that's an example of very different kind of high flame. And then there's one more, which is just straight up, like, I won't even let the person talk. I'll just keep interrupting them when they come out with a, a, a pre-recorded story in their head. Yes. So, oh, why do you think you're doing this? Well, when I was 15, you know, my bike fell on the floor and then suddenly my mom slapped me. It's like, well, hold on a second. You've rehearsed that story so many times. It rolls off your tongue like your phone number. So I'm not serving you by just listening to it and saying, oh, yeah, please t tell me more. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me buy into your story more. No, that doesn't serve you. Yeah. So every time I hear like, no, not every time, but especially if it's with someone I've been working with for a while, if I hear a pre-recorded story, sometimes I'll just turn the flame up from zero to yeah. a million and they won't be expecting it. Yeah, I, I really love that too. Um to to put it together because um i also want to speak about low flame coaching and for what cases i love to do it and i'm curious how you see it so for the high flame coaching of course it's like what i really love to do when i do high flame coaching also in the beginning i i really set the the, the bar high by creating like i roll out the red carpet right i want that my uh, client feels like a king and a queen so i really invite her in the beginning as this and i'm i might say something like and you know this session today is gonna be life-changing you know that right you know like really going into that space sometimes you put on some music and really go you know like to get the vibration it helps so much to make things easier and of course really important is to work with what you have just found on the session right it's, it's not just about dancing and having a nice conversation but that's we all know that um and of course you know like fearless questions being fearless making long breaks pause let the silence do it but also speaking up it's like such a nice mixture i, I could start coaching right now it's so amazing i love this and what I also really like is then giving really challenging uh, assignments um, or like finding them together, right? It's really powerful. And adding some kind of you know, like high or hot candies, you know, something you find, wow, that actually could really serve. And it's really challenging. Um, for, like for one of my clients, she is so, she's always so nice and so kind to people. And I said, okay, now we have each day five minutes and you're gonna be mean to someone. It's not a nice thing. <laughs> she she really she just called me before we are had we we are having this uh, podcast, and she was like, "Oh, okay, I was so mean, and it was so good, and I even told my son to be mean, you know, like." And she was on fire, but she was not really mean. She wasn't was not a badass, but she spoke up for her. And wow, I can tell you, such a big difference. I know that she will listen to this um, episode. So you're very cool. I love that you're doing this. Do you have anything to add for this? Yeah, 100%. Actually, so um, a couple of years ago, I was dating someone and she was the same, very nice, you know, oh, yeah, okay, sorry. And I said to her, she said, what? Um, we went to a restaurant one time, right? And they got my order wrong. And I said, excuse me, this isn't what I ordered. Uh, I ordered this instead. Can you, can you bring me that? And they said, yeah, sorry, no, no worries. And they took it away and they gave me the right food. No harm done, right? Simple misunderstanding. 
But she said to me, oh my God, I could never do that. And I said, why? And she said, no, it's just, you know, it's, it's not a nice thing to do. I'm like, okay, so um, I, I, would, I would keep saying the words, so what, to her. And, uh, you know. Broke up the same day. <laughs> That's a funny story, I'll tell you that too. But then, then I, I said to her, like, so what? if this happens so what if that happens and so i gave her an assignment i said hey i'm not your coach but i'm going to be your coach for this for this day i want you to go into the coffee shop order a drink and then say excuse me i said soy milk not almond milk and get a different drink and she was like shaking she was scared and i was like look i'll stand next to you the whole time nothing's going to happen so what right just just do it let's see what happens since that day She made that decision and she did it, something changed. Like she actually broke up with me. <laughs> she broke up with me and said, yeah, like, so what? I said, yeah, good for you. So what? And we're still good friends to this day, but it's that attitude, like, so what? Nothing bad is going to happen. Just fucking do it. That's an awesome story. Like in a way, <laughs> you know, because, uh, um, you know, breakups cause uh, different feelings. Oh, no, this, this was a great breakup because I was so happy for her. I cried because of it I was happy for her. I said, do you know how good it feels for me to know that you are free and you're so free that you can tell me without worrying about anything changing? Because we're still, we, we always remain good friends. So I was very happy with that. That's cool. That's pretty awesome. Let's go to the low flame coaching because I find that really um, useful too. Um, so for example, when I have a client who is totally new to coaching and I don't know this person, I'm not going high flame in the first, in the very first moment. I, well, I let's, let's keep it. I'm really in like, um, in, I keep it individual. So when my feeling is telling me, well, you should do that right now, I'm doing it. But it's, it can be useful when you know like, okay, this person has never ever experienced any coaching and you feel like, okay, you just want to get into the energy of someone. So then it can be really helpful to like, set, like do it smooth. Don't do like, don't do big things. And also when you have like a long-term client and you know, like now it's really serving to have it low flame to not ask that bold question. That sometimes can be what the client just needs to recharge or to feel seen and then huge things can happen. So I think uh, low flame coaching, and I just want to mention that because that's not a bad thing and it's nothing wrong. And if like, if coaches are now like, oh, I think I have done low flame coaching, like not really bold questions, not really like in your face. I just said today, like I'm not a, badass coach but I'm an in-your-face coach I'm not a rude coach but I'm not I'm a bullshit like no bullshit coach so um and low flame coaching can be anything like it like just being more you know it's not about being kind but it's about not how to say it's also not about being polite but you know Sometimes you know that what your client says right now is not true, but when you do low flame coaching by conscious, then it can be helpful to just let it stay for this day. Yeah, the, the way I see it is like, you know, I talk about food all the time, so I'm going to do it again. 
Uh, All Indian people I've met so far like to do this. So <laughs> just mention that culture feedback. That's probably background, true. Background, yeah. <laughs> That's so very sorry. true. Um, so the way I look at it is like, you know, the same boiling water that softens the potato hardens the egg, right? And this is the thing, like your high flame coaching is like cooking the steak on a very high heat. It's just going to crisp it on the outside, but the inside might not be that cooked. But if you leave the steak in the oven for like 24 hours on very low flame or very low heat, it cooks perfectly throughout the whole thing, right? Yes. Same with the egg and the potato. Like the potato is hot and it needs to be soft, right? The egg is soft and you want to make it hot. So it's the same boiling water, but it, two different people may get two different things from being in the hot water. And the hot water can be at different temperatures. So if it's just straight boiling and you drop potatoes in there, yeah, it'll still take some time to boil them. So that's not high flame for them. Yeah. But if you drop an egg in there, that's very high flame for a soft egg. And I look at this the same with people, right? Not soft and hard in the, you know, judgmental sense, but what approach do you need? Okay, someone needs a soft approach, the egg. Okay, let's turn the heat down a little bit, put you in there. Maybe you take 10 minutes, but we don't know. We'll take you out and we'll see. That's why, you know, working long-term with people is great because you get an idea of the chemistry. You understand what they need from you, what you need from them. It's a partnership. And sometimes, okay, I love a challenge, right? I don't like working with, with clients who are just too easy to work with. I, I want potato and egg together. That sounds weird, but you know what I mean? <laughs> well, we, I guess they are all used to how we talk, so <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's very important for me. If, if I don't have a challenge and I'm just doing things like by a formula or if it's like, oh, I'm going to do this next and that next. And you and I are very similar. We coach with our feeling. Okay, this feels like the right thing. This is exciting. I want to be drawn in this direction. Yeah. So yeah, the flame thing just comes about. Like this is another thing I say to all coaches, play in the space. You can play with bold questions. You can play with, you know, getting in someone's face. You can play with being way more relaxed. You can play with silence. There's so many things to play with. And if you're taking it too seriously, you're limiting the impact of your coaching. Yeah. Um, I, have a, I have a fun question for you. And I guess um, it's really, really cool to, uh, for the audience as well. <clears throat> so what do you think? How much has your becoming more of you as a coach to do with cracking the six figure in your business oh wow um it's really funny that you say that so the first year that i hit six figures i was very like i was very sped up in my thinking i was rushing a lot and i was still doing well but i didn't it's like nothing was good enough for me oh i made a you know i got i signed up one of my clients $35,000 yeah go me wow It lasted for two minutes and then I was just like, okay, now what? Mm -hmm. You know, I was rushing from one relationship to the next, same thing. Okay, I'm bored, now what? Okay, next person, now what? You know, like that's how I was when I first started doing well because, you know, there's that saying, what got you here won't get you there. So I kept thinking, oh, well, I keep rushing. 
So that's working for me, right? The, the business results are there. But then last year, what really helped me a lot to enjoy the money that I was making and to actually double my income was just really slowing down. And that's what brought more of me out of me. Amazing. You know, like I have so many things in my past. I didn't even realize that I was living my life back like through today, through the filter of the past. And when I became more aware of those things, I actually like my income dropped for about five months. And I, I was scared. Like I, my coach was like, Sachin, don't worry. It'll be fine. I'm like, no, no, I've worked so hard and I don't want to lose it. And, you know, I had some clients drop out. I had loads of crazy stuff happen last year and I intentionally took the break. So I made a bunch of money. I had three best months I've ever had in my business. And I said, okay, like, I'm just going to work with the clients I've got. I'm not going to take on any more and we'll just work with that. And I took a big break from creating clients and creating conversations. Yeah, I was doing it a little bit, but I didn't really care. That time was so powerful for me because I really slowed down. And my coach said to me, it's like you were on a merry-go-round. You know, those things that I around. know, merry-go-round. I actually, when I was in London, I saw this and I was like, what is it even called in English? And then I and then I just Googled it and I was like, that's a merry girls run. And I had to laugh out so loud, it was so funny. But yeah. It's such a weird term. Yeah, it is. But so, it's like walkie-talkie, you know, those things yeah. are just crazy names. <laughs> like cool. That my coach said, you've been on a, a merry-go-round that's going at a thousand miles an hour for the last three years. So you when you get off that. And you're going to be dizzy, right? You're going to like, maybe you puke. Maybe you just sit on the grass and you're like, oh my God, wait for yourself to stop being dizzy, then go and start creating clients. And that's what happened. And then after that time of taking a big break, you know, that's when the more of me started to come out. And I dropped so many things. Like I dropped even more. I thought I was unprofessional anyway, but apparently I wasn't. So I dropped some professional stuff. Um, let, 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 let's be just slow down here a second do you remember one thing you dropped uh, which was kind of a professional thing I wouldn't really make that many jokes in client conversations or like potential client conversations and you know from speaking with me like I, I'm just laughing at my own stuff all the time this is this is just how I am but before I was like no you know this is a serious conversation this person wants to make more money so I have to be like this And you know, when I told you about my soft dick analogy, you know, the, the soft okay, dick. Now you have to give it to the audience because <laughs> they maybe, you know, they make up a big story now in their mind. So just let's have a minute, a break and Sachin, come up with your soft hard dick analogy, yes. please. The soft and hard dick analogy is very fun. So um, there's this saying, penetrate the world with love and not your dick. And for women, that means your ego, right? So when you've got a hard dick, it's kind of threatening. You know, ladies, I know you've had this situation. Your man has got a hard dick and he wants to do something with it. And you're like, man, not today. I'm tired and I've had a long day. The kids have been shouting, the dog shit in the house. Just, just leave me alone, man. I, I can't do that right now. The hard dick, is, it can be threatening, right? Because someone's just trying to put it somewhere. No, I've got to do something with it. Come on, come on, man. Like, let's, let's put it somewhere. And there's a lot to be done with a hard dick. But if you've got a soft, no, no, if it's very cold, men, I know you can relate to this one, when it's very cold and your dick's like shriveled and it's like, 
and you ain't doing nothing with it. Even if your girl wants to do something with it, you can't do anything with it because it's too cold, it's dried up, you ain't doing nothing with it. So we don't want to be on both ends of this spectrum. We want to have a soft dick in the world. Just, it's there, you know? You, ladies, you, you sit down next to your man, he's got, he ain't, he's not erect, not hard dick, and he's not shriveled, but he's just, he's chilling. He's open to what could happen. You don't feel pressured. He don't feel pressured. Everything's cool. Something could happen if you both want it to happen. This is the analogy for women. It's like, you don't need to shrink and be like, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to offer anything to anyone. And you don't need to have a hard dick and be like, I'm trying to get everything. But it's really just like that. Oh, it's a thousand dollar. Now let's do this. Are you in or not? <laughs> you have, and if you pay it today, it's half of the price. Come on. <laughs> exactly. That's the so, hard dick. To, to all our listeners, now you have to watch IGTV or YouTube because you, can't, you have to see that. <laughs> <laughs> this this hard dick thing is really funny um one of my clients he has a startup company and you know they're doing really well and it, we were talking about leadership and i said to him hey man you know when it's really cold outside and you, you know you, you're not going to show your dick to your girl are you? he's like no 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 like you know I, i'm not going to do anything with that i was like okay relate so much i mean him <laughs> So this the soft dick, it's just like, hey man, I'm down to party. We can do whatever. We can go get a sandwich. We can have some sex. We can walk the dogs. We do whatever because I've got a soft dick. I'm just here to experience life. And that's one of the things, you know, like I didn't do stuff like this. I didn't talk about eggs. I didn't talk about soft dick. I didn't talk about loads of these weird things that I just come up with in the moment. I stopped myself. And when you were saying bringing more of you out of you, These are just things that naturally started coming out the more I was exploring my own thinking because that's what was really limiting me. You know, the only thing that gets in between you and what you want is thought. And that's all it was, man. You know, I was just thinking, oh, well, I'm a weird dude. You know, like I, I know I'm a weird dude. No one needs to tell me that. But I was scared to show that the full extent of the weirdness. And, you know, now I do. And I told you about this. It's like, pushing someone off the fence if they're like hmm do i want to work with sachin i want to push them off the fence yes or no is great but let's have an answer and it's the same with if you want to be friends with me if we're anything else like i love being a polarizing person and it should be the same for business yeah i love that and i actually love that it's still you can push someone off the fence with being a hard or a soft dick there is a difference and i think like because you just mentioned that i think that's a great example to um approach that like okay i can push you away like have one conversation 30 minutes and then i go you know and i push you or you know you slow down you feel what does my like what does we need as a couple like because client and coach is kind of a couple right it's a relationship business and also a sales marketing business which some people still don't get it i don't well that's not important right now but to put someone off the fence by seeing, okay, you know, I, I feel now it's the time to do so. That's great. Yeah, like th this is another thing, right? Like when I push people off the fence, it's not about making an offer or anything like that. The offer is going to be the same regardless because that's what's on my menu right now. But pushing people off the fence means unleashing the crazy. Yes. If they haven't had enough of it, I'll know. And if they're like, mm, mm, I'm like, cool, let me share with you one more analogy. Have you heard the soft dick analogy? And they'll be like, and I've started to share it with more and more women. And it's been hilarious to see what the outcomes are. But 
Yeah, one of my clients said to me, that's the reason I want to hire you because you are as you make me feel normal. Yeah, I, I you know what? I love this. And uh, people who watch this who know me, they know that I have this saying, I don't care if you were a clown's nose, if you were dancing on a pole dance, if you do a handstand while you're coaching your client, if that serves your client and is creating an impact for your client, that's excellent coaching. That's called excellent coaching. And I think like, coaches like us, we are kind of responsible to make the difference, to tell those amazing other coaches out there to be more of themselves, to really go for what they are. You don't have to do the same thing like us and start telling the soft or hard dick energy. I mean, I, I guess Sachin is fine with it. As I know, you are free from copy paste either. So anyway, go and take it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just... I, I, I encourage everyone to take, if this stuff makes sense for you and it's fun for you, yeah, throw it in your coaching conversations and see what happens to your clients. Like I, I talk about um, oranges, grapes, bricks, dogs, like I don't, whatever is, comes to mind for me, just throw it out there and see what happens. And your client has, there's this saying I heard recently, that, um, you know, your client is the God of their world. So if you throw something in there and it doesn't make sense to them, they'll just drop it. But if it really speaks to them, it becomes part of their world. And they, because they're the God of their world, they create with that. And I just think that's a beautiful thing that we can, we can help them see that they are God. Yeah. And I also want to mention this time, this period you had, you took off, um, I can so much relate. I had the same thing, but I had it, um, like, I didn't plan it, right? I, I think you worked the same like me, like one week off in per month, like anyway. But I did have, I faced it a year ago, like I was off track, finally. And I had no idea why. And actually it was exactly that. I was trying to be more professional because I started working with clients who were like seen in the TV and, and those stuff, you know, like well-known people and I was like okay now you have to you know like now you have to put on the suit and be like really professional and then immediately the universe was telling me that shit is not yours like what are you doing and uh, so it was also like two three months and I found I, I found my track by really as you said just being more and even more of myself and it was not only so much fun, you know, oh my gosh, I, I remember so much. I was, when I decided that I had the best coaching conversation with a client and we, had, we have loved so much and it was such an amazing um, change for, for her and also for me, like, was like, wow, okay, yeah, that's it. That's the track. I think, and this is actually what Melissa Ford from, you know, I just want to, for everyone out there, this is Living Service, uh, The Prosperous, the Journey of the Prosperous Coach. You have to read that book. That's maybe the most important book around coaching and all. I mean, there are many great books out there. I have tons of them, but this is a must read and she will be in the podcast as well. So you have to follow this podcast in order to get also the podcast with Melissa for the great coach. Anyway, Sachin, it was so, so awesome to have you. I could talk with you as with, yeah, all my amazing guests for hours and we will do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. anyway, is there anything like, I, I know that um, like a lot of coaches or future coaches who are listening to us right now, 
they get empowered, they get inspired. Do you have anything else to say to them? Yeah, there's plenty of things, but you know, you're already doing the right thing by listening to stuff like this. You know, you're, you're, you're learning about this and it's a long game. I, I see this a lot. Like a lot of coaches will get their training done or they'll pay for the course or whatever. And then they're trying to get a return on their investment as quickly as possible. There's nothing wrong with that. You're not a bad person if that's where you're at right now. But consider the long game, right? A lot of coaches I see are struggling. It's like, oh, I'm charging 50 pounds per session or 100 euros per session or whatever it is. It's like, okay, that's cool. But is 100 euros significant money? No. You can pay for your groceries. That's nice. You can pay for a dinner. That's nice. But we, we want to create life-changing results and we want to create life-changing income for ourselves because it serves the planet. I can bring my highest levels of service when my income is taken care of, when I feel good about how I'm creating my business, right? So a lot of you, a lot of you guys who want to create more money, if you want a six-figure coaching business, seven figures, I don't, I don't know what that's like. I haven't done that. But if you want significant money for you, that could be four-figure income per month. I don't, I'm just throwing stuff out there. If this is what you want, you have to be willing to slow down. Yeah. and play the long game leave the small money on the table let other people take that that's not for you just like an elephant doesn't eat the same food as a as, as a raccoon or a squirrel right if you want to be an elephant stop looking at the squirrel's food that is amazing i'm gonna write that one down anyway that that's i want to add something to what you just said which i find so, like this is really powerful life-changing and i have one thing to add for all the really kind of beginner beginners have a full working client list before you charge the price you want to charge that's one thing i want to make sure you get it because a lot of new coaches they say yeah yeah i i prepare everything so i can charge this amount of money and they are not a working coach right now so get a full client list and then go for it you know like Otherwise, it's so far away from you. You're not going to start coaching. So start coaching. I have done the same thing like you for like just minute, like a hundred person. I coach a hundred person for free. I think that's a great way to start. And obviously, I don't know any coach who got not at least five people for long-term coaching out of those hundred people. So go for this and then take what Sachin just mentioned and go for what you really want. Yeah, this is a great example of like when you're already understanding how you like to work as a coach when you've got clients, like that's great. You can start off free. And when you really want to make the money, that's for me, that's why I like to play the exponential game. Yeah. Incremental is okay. That's not for everyone. It's definitely not for me. And I've always been playing the exponential game from the beginning. It was 2000 pounds for three months of coaching. And then it started from there. And, you know, within a year, that's when I was charging like 10,000 for a year. And then it just carried on from there. And, you know, from last year, I actually dropped my fees because, you know, pandemic. And I said, okay, like I want to do more for the world. So I was okay with making less money per client, but I actually created way more clients, which was really interesting for me. You can play around with these things when you play an exponential game. If you're looking at incremental, you're always looking at wins and losses. But exponential looks like nothing's happening, nothing's happening, and then bam! Yeah. Which is like this has been this this has been the story of my coaching career. It's just been 
exponential, but with increments. Like it just, that's the general trend if I look back at it. But that's the main thing. Just you can have everything you want if you're willing to ask a thousand people and you're willing to slow down. Yeah, exactly. And whatever number you've heard, you as a listener and maybe as a new coach or however, it's not your number maybe. So go and figure out, feel comfortable with your number, but challenged in the same way, right? So stay tuned. If you have any questions like the audience, you can ask us anything. Just comment or write us an email like Sachin or mine. I will post all the links below and you are so welcome. You can ask any questions, bold questions. We are fine with everything. So, and give us feedback. Give us feedback for the insights you had, for the keys you had, for the quest, what, like for everything, right? So we are really excited about what our audience and listeners have to say and Sachin is just raising your hand for something else. I just want to say, if you're listening to this and you tell someone about the soft and hard dick, please tell me what their reaction is. Tell both of us because yes. I would love to hear that. Do that. Amazing. So we are going to say goodbye to this amazing, amazing, amazing beautiful audience and such. And it was so nice to have you. We are going to see you again, I guess. And yeah, stay tuned. Thank you for having me. Bye.